Welcome to Made in Australia. Ball Played's deep dive into the Australian games industry where we focus on an Australian-based studio and their upcoming game. Welcome back to Made in Australia. I'm Zach Jackson and on this episode I am joined by S-Bug Games. We have Riley Neville. Hello. And Noah Seymour. Hello. How are we both today? Good. Really good. Uh, yeah, not getting, too bad. Getting close to nice release. That's it. Um, you you announced uh, the release date a couple weeks ago, I think, um, for September yeah. 9, for webbed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't remember what day specifically we announced it, <laughs> but yes. Very exciting. Um, all right, so we'll we'll kick it uh, straight off with. With that, so tell us a little bit about Webbed. What's the uh, what's the elevator pitch there? So Webbed is the story of a happy little spider whose boyfriend has been kidnapped by a big mean bowerbird. You've got to use your webs and your wits to swing around, make friends with bugs, and rescue him. Yeah, nice. It's uh, <laughs> the general pitch. That's so uh, yeah, no, it's, it's cool. I remember when I first saw it. Uh, whenever it was, I think that you first tweeted and it got a, a few retweets and stuff, and I was like, this looks. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. So I've got to ask, um, why a jumping spider? Because they're cute. They're the cutest. Yeah, they're the. Uh, if you uh, you can't see this on the podcast, but we got a great picture of jumping spider there. <laughs> yeah, nice. There's actually got um, nice big eyes, and they they always look to the camera, and they dance. Yeah, or they do. Peacock spiders they also dance. dance. Yes, which is a type of jumping spider. There's actually, I've found quite a few in my garden um, over the past couple of years. And yeah, they're real tiny and real uh, cute. But that's, uh, yeah, nice. So, all right, on um, just about yourselves. So just tell us a bit about yourselves. See, we've got your names, your ages, uh, where you're from. Bit of, bit of background info. Yeah. All right. Um, you got my name. Got right. <laughs> I am 28, from Brisbane, now living in Ipswich, um, which is just outside Brisbane, for those who don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else. <laughs> what else do you want to know? Sorry. I mean, yeah, just, just, just sort of a bit of uh, basic information, but, you know, that, that's pretty much all we were sort of going for. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm Noah, as you've heard previously. Uh, I uh, am 23, uh, and I'm currently living on the sunny coast. Uh, but I've been in a lot of places. Um, you know, born in Melbourne, moved to Queensland, Ipswich for a bit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, was there another thing on that list? No. <laughs> I'm also feeling it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very nice. Uh, so you said that you were from Melbourne originally. Uh, what made you uh, jump up? Oh, up family there? moved, uh, family like moved? 10, 11 years ago. So I, being 23, couldn't really uh, weigh in on that decision at Fair. 10. <laughs> Fair enough. Very cool. All right. So what are your uh, earliest memories of video games and sort of how did you get into them? Oh, so earliest memories would have to be like, Pre, like those pre-installed windows games like uh the pinball machine on windows and just uh, um also just super early p- 
PC gaming is like what I first got into as a kid. It's Donkey Kong Country for me, specifically uh, Diddy's Conquest. I think is no no Dixie's the the third one, Donkey Kong Country three. Um, uh, and like remembering there's a, a specific level of going up inside a, a tree with a chainsaw, chasing you. That's like earliest gaming memory. Oh, actually, earliest gaming memory would be playing Crystal Caves on, like, a really crappy Windows 3.1 PC and playing it nonstop to the point where my parents got, like, quite angry at me for <laughs> just not leaving the computer alone. What are, what are some of your favorite games now? Like, like, you know, you've obviously been playing games for a while. Uh, what, are your, what are some of your faves? Yeah, I mean, i always a lover of portal because of its uh really great puzzle design um and it's just fun uh and short it's a good good short sweet game uh classics of minecraft with friends uh been enjoying the souls games in lockdown or you know pandemic times i haven't picked them up beforehand but since then i've played four of the six main ones <laughs> just blasting through them i've always been a big fan of like uh, character platformers like your Spyros and your, your Ratchet and Clank and all, all of those more recently Spider-Man just I guess it's not really a platformer anymore but it's I feel like it follows in those footsteps um, yeah just big single player uh, PlayStation games really Nice. So, yeah, okay, so that leads me to uh, what sort of uh, influences, inspirations did you sort of use when developing web? Because I, I can definitely see the platforming elements there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, were there any other sort of things that you took from it all? Yeah, I, so it originally started as a 2D demake of Just Cause 2. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, you know, Just Cause 2, uh, you, you play a, a CIA agent with a parachute and a grappling hook and you go around making everything blow up. Um, the initial idea was I wanted to make that but in 2D because I really like that game. Um, and so I had built a grappling hook mechanic in 2D yep. and had a little parachute and you could shoot lasers. And the idea was going to be just like blowing up stuff and going through like a, a navigating obstacle courses with your grappling hook and a uh, parachute. Uh, but then I realized that you can do the thing that Just Cause does, which is attach a grappling hook to two different places. But in 2D, it's actually really easy to then attach a grappling hook to the middle of a rope that you've left behind. And now you've got a spider web. So then, then I built a spider and and it just kind of veered away from that initial path into actually spiders are more fun than shooty mans and more friendly too so yeah that's why the spider still has laser eyes yeah i was gonna um i was gonna say yeah so what you know you, me you mentioned before that you know they're real cute and lovely little creatures but then you've also slapped you know some laser eyes on it there so what was the uh, what was the go there? Honestly, it's just mechanical. Yeah, right. Like you need a way to break webs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. a bit more interactive and inspiring than going up and biting them individually, which is what a real spider would do. 
It also helps with kicking around physics objects. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah. We've had a lot of controversy on that yes. front. Like, oh, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. People really... Um, uh, when we had the demo... Um, when we had the demo on Steam as part of the Steam October Fest... October last year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One of the main... Like, the, the somebody posted a thread which was just laser eyes are you for or against right here and it got to be multiple pages long yeah just people arguing over how realistic laser eyes were and basically i i'm just i'm not going to take them out because i like them and we already have like giant mecha ants and um and a hot air balloon and a bird living on a magic island in the sky so it's not exactly out of yeah. yeah. No, it's good. Um, I think it's, you know, it, it sort of gives it a bit of a fun, um, you know, playing a little jumping spider, you know, who you see as this cute little creature, but then just, you know, blasting your way through webs and wood and, you know, just, you know, it, it is a video game after all. So I think, you know, you're within your right to kind of have a bit of creative liberties there. So Noah. Yeah. And a... So my knowledge of SBI games is that it was Riley, and then until I reached out to Riley, I then realised that there's there's more, there's more. Yeah, than just, so just Riley. Um, it's like I'm not employed; it's more of a subcontractor sort of thing. But yeah, yeah. collaborating anyway. Uh, um, I jumped in like it was after the the game was about a spider, and it had some mechanics, barely any, uh, and I was just really enjoying playing it and watching it develop. Um, at our, we got a, a meetup that has been a bit off during uh, um, pandemic times because it's in person mostly. Uh, but Squiggly River, um, so meeting up there, seeing it develop, I was like, I just I want to make levels for this because like I want spaces to explore and do all the things you know, build webs, swing, avoid obstacles, solve puzzles. I wanted to do all that in this game that. And so I was like, I can do this because at the time Riley was working on something else as a main project. And so, uh, yeah, that uh, we started working together and then it kind of snowballed into a main project. Yeah, at the, at the time I didn't really know what to do with the little spider prototype, but Noah had like ideas to make it into an actual game because the, the, it's still online on itch is the... Laser Spider Playground, just, I think it's called. Yeah, Laser Spider Playground. Um, oh, I went digging through the archives there. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you just play a little spider, you swing around a cute, uh, just a square with some trees and acorns in it, and you can catch some flies. And that's all it was at first. Uh, but uh, Noah had some ideas to actually make levels. They were like, what you need to add to this is like, a thing that you can't land on and a thing that webs can't attach to and then you've got a puzzle platformer and I can make levels for that. So I I was like, yeah, okay, I will add those couple of things and Noah can make levels and maybe this turns into something. And after a little bit of tinkering with that, it's just found we worked quite well together and this ended up being a way more fun project than what I was working on at the time, which was a vampire game. That was all moody. Is it actually <laughs> a vampire or like a vampire battle or something like that? Because you're into 
creatures or something like that. Well, you could turn into a small one. Yes, in that it, it had a lot of mechanics and and it yeah. was all not a lot of game proc gen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still quite happy with that. It's like, a great toolbox world map to to use. Yeah. You know, there's not a game that. I mean, we used well, the we lightning a... from that, didn't we? Oh yeah, we used the lightning from that. The grappling hook grappling was originally hook. from that game. Yeah. A lot of mechanics were originally from that. So game. it's not wasted. Just yeah. So Noah, you um, you were saying that you've been playing the Dark Souls games. Did you ever have a? Did you ever wake up one morning and go, you know what? Let's turn webbed into like a Souls like. I am terrified of ever having the desire to actually go from enjoying Souls-like games to making one because the amount of work that takes to design is a reason they're made by a big team. Uh, I mean, there's Hollow Knight made by uh, Team Cherry, which is like three people, um, but uh, it's they're also making a Metroidvania and they have a lot more time to do it. Not, not for me. Uh, it's just a level of complexity in design that I'm not ready for yet, but... Uh, the temptation is there always. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to uh, the sequel then. Um, all right. So, did you two know each other before uh, the Squiggly River? Is that what no? We met at Squiggly River, um, but you know we'd been going for like a year or something before we started working together, and we hung out a bunch at 2019's Melbourne International Games Week. Um, yeah. Nice. So is it just you two? Is there no is anybody else um, worked Music. on webs at all? Music by Steam? Yes. Yeah, so it's us two working on the game full time. We've got uh, uh, music composed by Stain Van Wackeren or Van Van Wackeren. I'm not sure. Could be Wackeren. Yeah. It's a <laughs> from... it's a Dutch name. Yeah. Um yeah, they they make just adorable music for us and yeah. I really like it. Um and then we've, in the last couple of months, been working with uh, Terry Burdak from Melbourne on marketing and community stuff. Cool. Yeah. And, yeah. There's longer credits it's, it's, it's and not just more detailed us. stuff. There's, but... <laughs> there's full credits. So, uh, i got a couple of uh, questions that sort of tie into what you just said, Riley, or uh, what, what you said about working with other people, but... Uh, I guess being a solo dev or uh, like a pair, Small team. you have to you have to wear many hats. You know, you're kind of a jack of all trades. You know, you do game design, you do marketing, you do social media, um, and the admin stuff. How have you found that challenge? Because a lot of devs that I speak to, they never quite um, realize how challenging it can be. Like they're like, you know, a lot of the time it's not actually game design; it's all the other stuff that you got to do. So, so I guess, how have you found uh, managing that time? Yeah, it is definitely challenging, and I was not prepared for it at first. Um, like, it's it's taken a while. I've been doing this for uh, almost three years now, um, and only just getting to release a proper game soon. Um, yeah, a lot of the time is, like, just trying to answer emails and coordinating with people and it's not actually I, I i barely touched the game in the last month in terms of actual development um especially getting closer to release it's getting super busy which is why it's really helpful to bring some other people in to help like having terry help manage um like release plans and, and trailers and talking to press and stuff is, is 
really helpful and having Noah also just be working on the game the whole time is really good yeah can't do it alone no so really can't um, <laughs> I don't know how anybody does do a fully solo developed project yeah. to release it, it seems impossible to me maybe they just have a lot of contractors they don't talk about <laughs> some do yeah some do just have contractors that they don't properly credit and yeah that's that's hard I'm, I'm trying real hard to properly credit the other people working on the game and yeah I've got to improve that still I think I've got the answer to this question already, but I, I'm guessing that this is a full-time job. Um, For me, it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. P- properly, I'm not meant to be working full-time, but I basically am. <laughs> okay. I won't tell anyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, the question with that is, again, uh, have you got any sort of funding and stuff like that? Because a lot of, again, like a lot of devs I've spoken to they either it's either like a little bit of funding and personal savings um or it's like a part-time sort of thing that they do um on the side so i guess for you is it uh you know a bit of savings and funding or yeah a bit of both um like i uh we we got a uh sorry we got funding from landfall studios who uh uh, are a Swedish developer, I think? German? No, I should look that up, actually. <laughs> God. Well, okay, the person I talk to at Landfall most is Becca, and she is German. Right. But I don't think they are They are Swedish. Landfall is a Swedish... Um, um, of, like, okay. Trodiac Battle Simulator fame, and... Yeah, yeah. Plus truck, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I can say that again, too. <laughs> so, um, so they're publishing the game? Uh, yeah, just, just funding. No, we're 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 publishing the game. They've funded the development of the game and including like Yeah, I I guess I can't really say porting. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Well really. I mean that that's what I was gonna I was gonna that's a question for, for for a bit later. But um yeah, okay, cool. So uh so I guess what other jobs have you kinda had before this or or while doing this? as well because Noah you said this is yeah I mean for full time but not so most of the first year I mean I wasn't working for a full you know it was like uh when it started becoming paid work it's a bit later but it was about February to January this year I was working in a restaurant as well as a dishy and a pizza been there. cook sort of thing um but it just wasn't a great time um so uh when I hit a point where I was like, I just want to, I'm done. Um, I can leave that and work more on this and also my own projects on the side when I've got time, uh, which has been, you know, up and down as work on web needs to raise up and lower, but that flexibility is great. So yeah, I worked in a restaurant for a bit is the short answer. Nice. So how, how like I lost the question I was going to do. Oh yeah. So I, mean, I can also answer that question. Oh yeah, like, sorry. Go, go, go. go. No, uh, yeah. So before I did this, I was just working as a web developer okay. full time for a while, which is like, and I started the first game I made, which is called Stab Stab Stab, and is not very good and probably it's fun with other people. <laughs> it's fun with like f- 
five other people in the room together. Unfortunately, it doesn't have online multiplayer or anything. But that was the game I was making just like in my spare time while working full time for a while. And that was enough to like give me the boost to go, I can actually release a game and that, and then started the game. Uh, so I, yeah, so I was doing that for like three years beforehand and that gave me enough savings to work on this for a little while and basically not have any money left. <laughs> so how did, how did the deal with uh, land fall? Did you land fall? Yeah. So how did how how did that deal come come about? Um, they just reached out to me on Twitter, uh, <laughs> just via DM, um, just saying, "Hey, we'd really like this game that you've been posting some gifs of." And uh, it was very early at that point, but we had the spider mechanics of like weaving webs and swinging about already in the game, um, and I had a couple of i actually it was um i posted a video of the uh web building on reddit and it got to the like top post of reddit for that day which was really cool and then it got deleted for self-promotion because reddit's rules are very strict <laughs> like that apparently um but uh somebody from landfall saw that and reached out to me on twitter and said basically this is cool. Have you got funding for it yet? And we talked from there. Nice. Um, so have, uh, what did you study? Or I, get, I assume you've studied some form of game design or something. I studied game design. Yep, yep. Where uh, did you do that? Uh, SAE Brisbane, um, uh, just in West End there. Uh, yeah, I did a, a, game, a games, Bachelor of Games Developments, majoring in design, I think is what they call it um yeah uh and then didn't have anything for like a year and a bit after that until this started because finding a games job is difficult um but it was that sort of training that uh helped me be able to as riley was saying like you know these are the th a few things i need i need a reason to not go somewhere and a, a thing i can't attach webs to and then maybe i can start valuing other areas over the current area um yeah which also yeah all of that process has helped me do my job for this for webbed now um, yeah along with plenty of uh gdc yeah GDC, oh yeah GDC videos <laughs> just youtube videos yeah. of gdc talks <laughs> invaluable assets yeah. Okay. So, Riley, have, have you done any game? Because you've you mentioned before you did, did web design, or sorry, web development, or same thing. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which thing. I guess is um, given you. No, I did. I did a web. degree in computer science. Okay. Which yeah, was it was going to be software engineering, but then I realized uh, I didn't have to do the final year of the software engineering course if I did one more course in computer science. So I switched. Nice. Good win. Uh, <laughs> so how did how did that lead into game design like what made you want to go i want to do game I design always liked games always kind of wanted to do game design and got convinced like at the end of high school that it wasn't a sensible thing to do as a career but kind of never lost that just wanting to do it i just wanted to make the games that i like playing um so i just started doing it as a hobby and eventually just quit 
<laughs> quit my full-time job to pursue it. Um, yeah, it's just always something I've wanted to do. Yeah, and you, you mentioned YouTube, and I reckon nearly every single developer I've spoken to for this segment has mentioned that they learn a lot from YouTube. Um, it sounds like, yeah, I mean, I've never tried so but um yeah like in other things it's definitely like a great tool and um yeah you can definitely learn a lot but you're saying there's uh, gdc talks and stuff on youtube yeah they're it's it, they've got a youtube channel don't they i think they call it the vault i'm not sure there's but they just have the, the talks that eventually end up online at varying amounts of time uh because of their weird rules um and they there's not all of them are going to be helpful for you but it's probably going to be one on a topic that you need. Um, yeah. Or they just... Cover a lot of games. Watching any of them can help you get into the mindset of design process, at least on design side, of like looking at looking at a, 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 like a, a problem and breaking it down into problems that you can solve easier. Uh, yeah. And then also just looking at other games is also helpful and thinking about design process of how, what makes it feel a certain way. Cool. Um, I, I don't think anyone's yeah, ever mentioned um, looking at talks before. I think I just when people say, yeah, we, we watch YouTube, I just assume they're typing like in... tutorials. Yeah, like how to make yeah. webs or whatever, you know, in whatever. I mean, that um, also is a great as well. <laughs> <laughs> how do you um, make Unity so, light? That's me in another side project right now, still not understanding. <laughs> so the game's been made in Unity? No, this is... Uh, game maker i'm working on something else in unity which is why i'm frustrated about unity lighting <laughs> so uh, can you can you share anything about your project or is that all under wraps it's just it's a nothing project it's a thing that i don't expect anyone to play which is exactly what i was making before webbed <laughs> uh <laughs> just a, a walking sim that doesn't ex doesn't respect your time and asks for too much of it which is the intention you know i've got a design At plan one person is going going to play it who it's me ah. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely gonna play the game yeah um well you know i'm a big fan of walking sims so if it ever gets out there i'll uh, i'll give it a crack that'll be nice just back onto webbed a little bit here the one thing i did notice um when i started and i mentioned this before we started recording but initially i struggled with the not struggle but i was just a bit slow to pick up the um the swinging mechanics because there's obviously uh, dangers in the world that will kill you and you know you'll be back to the checkpoint um but i found that once i got into a good good rhythm i was swinging like george of the jungle um and so my question is it's it the game feels like it's designed to be very not fast paced but like you know have that momentum going um how I don't know, I know what what my question is. That was just just more of a statement. <laughs> yeah, that so was guess... that's the that was my design goal for a bunch of the areas. Is about having satisfying momentum in certain spaces, yeah. which is about uh, having regular rhythm to where the the spaces are to grab onto. Also helped by Riley's great mechanic of uh, how it decides where you're going to grapple onto uh, versus like you're aiming, but also there's a bit of forgiveness in the targeting just left and just right of an area. That was also a mechanic stolen from Just Cause 2. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but th then, like, because, uh, you know, you can't, with a pixel-perfect game, you can't zoom in and out a bunch uh, at all. And so there's other other things that you, about understanding where things will be instinctually and also the, the 
easy forgiveness of good checkpointing and forcing you to try and get into that rhythm by having no safe space to land. Um, yeah. And also, there's always the fallback of just just build a bridge. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> take you it as slow as you'd like. Take it slow. Yeah. That, that was really important to me. Just like, I, you say like it's designed with momentum in mind, and it, it definitely is, but I've always had in mind like two sorts of players for web. There's the person who just wants to swing through the game to get everywhere quickly, which a lot of players are like that. But there's also a significant subset of players who just play quite slowly, just building webs wherever they go. Just um, so it's, it's much more forgiving that way because if you do fall off and have to reset to a checkpoint, your web's still there and you can just walk back to where you were with base, with very little challenge. Walk along that bridge. But it's, it's more along the, it's, it's more about, for that player, it's more about uh, building the parts you want to build and making some pretty webs along the way and, yeah, and, um, yeah. That's. I mean, Noah, you answered it pretty well, but I definitely feel like the um, the swinging is uh, like an enjoyable part of you know, like 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 kind of Riley says. There's there's two different ways to um, to uh, play it, and I feel like it's a bit like in Just Cause. You know, you kind of you just go up up as high as you can, and then get on your wingsuit, or you just jump out of a plane and just see what happens and that's kind of i guess what i was feeling like i was doing i was just swinging this you know and if i hit something that's cool i'll just go back and i'll start again and i'll i'll find where i need to hit or you know swing um so you yeah, know it's cool but in terms of a gameplay uh mechanics and stuff just talk to us very very quickly about what you actually do in the game for those listing because uh you you play as a, a little jumping spider um that you're going to save your boyfriend from a bow bird but what do you actually what do you actually do like 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 how do you what are the little um objectives and stuff that you got to do just yeah. like briefly, so, little, yeah so the main mechanics are swinging from webs pulling stuff with webs and and building webs places and there's uh a lot of like physics puzzles involved in that uh especially in the ant nest section of the game uh where you have to use your webs to move cogs about and press buttons um, fix pipes yeah and and there's also just the mechanically just moving to the next section and catching collectibles in there yes so so one that was another question i had uh it is a very gentle experience uh but then you've like like we mentioned before you know you've got lasers uh and, and you also can eat other uh other insects you know just the so, just the yeah, just the fruit flies. Just the fruit flies. Yeah, poor old poor old Little fruit flies. But if you talk to the fly lord, he'll he'll rescue them. It's okay, okay. They'll yeah. be revived. <laughs> also, you don't have to eat the fruit yeah. flies. No, not required at all. You can't get the whole game without eating the fruit flies. I do that all the time. It's an optional challenge. I'm just the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I've noticed that you you know you have to uh, save other creatures um as well and just do some like little little side quests so that you can get the support and and help of other other insects how approximately how long would you say a web will will take uh, players to complete oh that's a tricky one Um, depends on the player yeah if you're just swinging through like you are it might be two and a half hours long um I think the best speed run time that Noah's had was 31 minutes. 31, 32. 31 minutes, 32 seconds. Um, wow. <laughs> and I know I can get faster. 
<laughs> but um, that is but that's, with knowing where everything yeah, is, speed run strategies, skipping everything, skipping knowing all the skips. Sections. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know. And, and some players have played way longer. Some players have played way longer than that just on the demo version we released, which was a single level. So, yeah, well, I it, think I'm at, <laughs> you can play it a lot. I'm at about two hours, and I don't reckon I'm near the end yet. So, no, but from what you said earlier, I think you've still got two quarters ish, or maybe more of a third left. Okay, yeah, and I'm a bit of a slow player. Also, I've died a lot. Um, my like my like, webs haven't quite haven't quite reached, and I've just watched my spider just tumble. Um, but no, it's been it's been like really really good good fun so far. Riley kind of let it slip before, perhaps maybe that um so the game's coming to pc and i've thought that you know this this should be experienced by other platforms what are the <laughs> what can you share about potentially that uh being, i i can't anything? share any release dates or anything yet uh because that's not at all locked down but we are working on console ports for it as well but pc release is first any uh any platforms in mind or is that a little I mean, I haven't made any announcements sure. yet. Okay, perfect platform for it right here. <laughs> um, I, that's cool because um, I, th- I think, uh, and not that I really play the Switch, but I think the Switch feels like it'd be a good little um, system. I, I agree for that. I do think it would be a very good system for it. Um, so with the game's art style, it's got it's got that sort of pixel. It's not like a fully pixel art style. I don't know what you would call that exact style itself, but um, what was the reason for choosing that sort of style? Because I guess you could go, um, you know, in a ton of different ways in terms of, a, of an art style there. Yeah, um, I was the only artist on the game. So it it's the amount of stuff in there. It Pixel art and kind of sloppy pixel art as it is was a pretty easy way to do that without it taking too much time or money. Um, and all of the characters in the game except for the bird and the neck ant are proceed like fully procedurally animated which cuts down a lot on uh, animation time and has the added bonus of super responsive characters that have like a decent amount of personality and like respond to being pushed about and everything yeah who uh who voices the characters who's the voice of the ants and the, the uh, bees i voice no, the, the voice ants, ants and beetles yeah. Um, my wife, Lulu, is the voice of the bees. Uh, my cat, Emmy, is the voice of the moth. Um, yeah, we have a, a, a wide wide cast. You voiced the spiders, yes? I, I did. did. The spiders were... The sp- yeah, the spider voice is still just a buzz. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like great, buzzing. But... Is that <laughs> the old the bee voice. sound? It's the old bee yeah. sound before Lulu replaced it with more expressive, better bee noises. Uh, and the bird is just bird recordings. Oh yeah, the bird is actually like real recordings of a uh, of real life bower birds. Okay. Uh, yeah. Did you go out and find those yourself, or did you? I, I did not find them myself. Uh, it's a place called Wild Ambience. I can't remember the person's name. Um, Bit tricky to find. Our birds. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, you know, you'd be. If it was a bush turkey, I got you. I got you covered, but <laughs> <laughs> not quite the same. Maybe that could be the next game. Um, so I, I've got to, I've got to know. How did you get the cat to record? Oh, she's just very vocal. Like I can just grab her 
<laughs> We're getting a demonstration. Well, um, so you joined the project after about a year, no? No, it was more like a few months. Oh, a few months, cool. Yeah. I've, I've got uh, Voice of the Moth here. Um, if I just let her relax, I'm not sure if you can hear that. No. Emmy. God dang. <laughs> Performance anxiety. Did you hear that? Stage fright. I, I think, boost I think my recording will be picking it up right. if, if, uh, a, uh, exclusive behind the scenes. Just, just Discord's not catching it. But yeah, she just makes noises oh, all I heard that the one. time. I heard that. Yeah, she's, she's a very vocal cat and makes funny squeaking noises. And uh, we were trying to figure out what a moth should sound like when it was talking. Uh, most moths don't make noises. There's one moth that does make noises. It's the death's head moth. It's not the moth in our game, but it's a good idea for what a moth should sound like. And it makes these little squeaky noises. So um, I've noticed that my cat makes quite similar squeaky noises. So she was cast for that role. Sounds uh, perfect for, uh, for the role. All right, back to uh, the studio um, there. So you've mentioned the Squiggly River sort of dev meetup. Uh, you're both based in Brisbane, sort of. Around Brisbane. Yeah. Brisbane. We meet up in Brisbane, so. <laughs> How, how's the Queensland dev scene overall? Um, do you find like it's a welcoming sort of uh, Incredibly welcoming. community? Yep. Super oh. welcoming, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, small, but that's okay, though. Funding is a bit difficult when you're small. Um, but yeah, it's really welcoming. Because I know that in here in Melbourne, there's like, there's tons of little indies everywhere. And, um, you know, they all kind of, it all seems like they all kind of, yeah, meet up and, you know, support one another. So uh, given that it's just the both of you and a couple and some other contractors and that, have you had anyone to sort of reach out to or, you know, hey, I'm stuck with this. Um, can you maybe give me, an idea on what I should do um, at all, or is, or is that not something that you really needed to, to to do? Well, we've yeah, we've done a lot of like. Um, do you mean in terms of like game development, or I guess kind in- of a bit of everything? Because um, I know that when I spoke to the previous person, um, the the developer for Conscript, I've forgotten Catchweight Studio. He was just sort of saying that he's sort of done it all himself and he kind of wishes he had that kind of mentor a little bit um to sort of reach out to and just give a little bit of guidance when uh he needs that extra support or help yeah it definitely helps i mean um for me terry has kind of been a bit of a mentor um for getting into indie dev um there's not that many i i'm not really sure i know anyone in brisbane with would which beam studios be best fit well yeah but i mean like, it doesn't I, have to there, be there are other yeah. indies who have done it before here so like we we could have certainly reached out i suppose uh, if if we were having a lot of trouble we haven't been having much trouble yeah well, that's good yeah we're currently uh operating in mostly our strengths so there was a few challenges but you grow everywhere the um so you've uh, you had it as part of the steam festival the demo i don't recall ever seeing it at pax or anything like that well we started development pretty much just before the pandemic started so we haven't been able to be yeah, in, right. in, in yeah, person pax yeah. <laughs> uh 
we were going to be at this PAX, which has just now been cancelled. Yeah, which is a bit so of a bummer. That pretty big disappointment. But what can you do? Safety first. Um, but what I guess you said that there was a big there was a big threat on laser eyes. But apart from that, what's um what's the what's the feedback sort of been like? Super positive. Yeah, yeah. In, in general, people like how um, cute it is. People also like that there's a, an arachnophobia mode. Yeah, that's one thing I was going to touch on. Um, so yeah, we may as well go. In. What um, what inspired that? Like, I guess was there a moment where you were like, you know, you got some feedback saying I hate spiders, or did you have that? Was that always a plan initially? Yeah. So just posting uh, work in progress uh, shots on Twitter for a while. Um, one of the consistent responses I kept getting was, "This game looks really cool." but I don't think I'll be able to play it because I'm just so scared of spiders. Um, and, and like, it, just a few people posted that. More, more people posted, I am scared of spiders, but like this spider is so cute that it's not a problem, which is great. But enough people posted uh, saying that like they wouldn't be able to play it just because they're too scared of spiders. Um, and it like mechanically, the spider is just a sphere. It's just a circle in the physics engine so it wasn't too difficult to just replace the graphics of it with a fun little blob that rolls around um like that took basically a day to implement and had and will ideally help at least a few people to enjoy the game so it's kind of a no-brainer to just include that sort of thing yeah it was a it's a definitely a neat little add-on there for for people who um who need it um uh, were there any other ideas or uh, things that you've sort of had to cut because maybe there's no time or funding at all? Uh, I mean, there's plenty of cool bugs we'd like to explore in games, but uh, you got to put a limit somewhere. So <laughs> uh, Yeah, there's definitely some features we haven't included that we tried and just didn't quite work. Oh, yeah, the, like, our finale the we did like responses. three passes on of completely different styles. Uh but what we've got now, I'm pretty happy with, and people people are enjoying it. So yeah, nice. So I've got a question. I don't think I've ever asked this before, but how do you, um, for a game, and I don't don't want this to sound negative, but for for a short game, how do you make a demo that shows enough uh, to get people interested without giving too much away? The demo was one room, and um we just it, it's the hub room from the game from from the main game it was what was in the demo it's a big tree that you can swing around and so there were enough of the mechanics there where you could explore just playing with the spider but there's basically none of the actual game's story in the demo like we had a couple of little uh, little quests little fetch quests in that room um for people to just see like oh yeah you can interact with these bugs and you can collect this pollen and stuff and that but they're not the same quests that are actually in the full game so it's not actually give i i found that i it was important that we didn't make the demo just like the first part of the game it's a slightly different version of the first part of the game um but that still gives you a playground to just play with the spider and have fun with nice um the game kind of uh i didn't I've been wanting to chat to you, to you both, well, to about webbed for a while, but 
I was like, oh, I'll just wait because I don't know if it's going to launch in 2021. And then, bang, it yeah. just, it's, it's, it's coming out September 9. Um, was, uh, was this always sort of the plan to launch into this sort of this year or has it been pushed because of COVID or anything like that? Um, uh, not because of COVID, just because of poor planning. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- this is the biggest game I've ever made. I'm Me pretty too. sure it's the biggest yeah. game no one's ever Longest made. Longest time ever worked um, on a single project. <laughs> yeah. So we had estimates of how long it would take we thought it would take um, early on we thought it would take like a bit over a year to finish it'll probably end up taking about two years overall yeah um, if you count all so from where to... riley started working on it to when it releases yeah so yeah not quite two years but it, it, it's been pushed back a few months just because like we, we didn't have a good idea of how long this much work would take us but it's 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 good that um because I guess a lot of games sort of announce a date far in advance and then they end up having to push it. So it's good that you've gone, game is done, um, here's the date, and it's going to, well, unless there's going to be a delay that I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. No, that's not the plan. <laughs> I can't it was see just why there would be. Gonna, it was before any announcements it was going to be earlier, which glad we didn't announce anything because we'd follow that of, here's the date. Oh, wait, no, hang on. <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea to announce a release date unless you're very confident that you're going to be able to hit that date. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's going to annoy people. Um, and Terry might be able to sort of, he, he would probably know this more than I would, but I w- would assume it's a business gauging interest sort of thing. Um, you know, you put up a date, put, a, put it up for pre-order, see, see what sort of interest you get. And then obviously there's obviously like the background stuff, like the game development. Sometimes it doesn't hit milestones and whatnot, but uh, I do think that bigger bigger games put out a date early to sort of, you know, secure those pre-orders. Yeah, I think in the in the sphere, it's less important to have a date early, and it's still super important to have like a Steam page as early as you can, just to get interest, get wish lists, and have people following development. Um, and yeah, we just put down a year as the release date because we were pretty confident we'd have it done in this year at the very least, so that people vaguely knew when to wait for like how long they'd be waiting at least one of the questions um sort of ties into both things but uh, i want to talk about crunch for a little bit so there's obviously a lot of negativity around it because you know it's not not a great thing but what i've found is speaking to smaller dev teams and solo devs is that um crunch is almost like a self-imposed uh practice uh, because because it is your own project, um, you know, you feel comfortable or, you know, you have no worries about putting in you know, 12, 14 hour days, um, seven days a week kind of thing when it's your own uh, work, or, you know, your, your own project. So I guess, have you ha- have you crunched at all on um, on webbed and what do you uh, think of the whole crunch practice? I haven't crunched, not that I'm aware of. Um, and I try to make sure that I keep my work hours like down in a week. Um, you know, uh, part of that is also uh, good planning helps us uh, or helps me not have to do too much in a week to be in a place where I have to. I was like, oh no, I've got so many things that need to be done early uh, or soon. Uh, then that makes me in a in a position to work those 12, 12 hour days, which is not what I want to do. I don't. I, I would not have the energy to keep that up. I think part of that is also down to the release date question. Like, uh, 
that's part of why we made sure not to announce a release date before we were very confident that we would be able to release the game on that date. I, like, I, I wasn't sure how long the game would take, uh, so we're trying to, you know, keep ourselves as healthy as possible and um, just work what we can work on it, and it'll be done when it's done, and, yeah, not try to put that sort of rush on yourself. That's a, yeah. Yeah, I think... It's dangerous. Um, the, the first part of, of the, of what I said just on, cause it's your own project, I think is more of a, like you feel, uh, like motivated to kind of work on it. So, uh, in the previous podcast, when I spoke to, again, spoke to the, um, um, the dev working on Conscript, he was sort of like, you know, he just worked as many hours as he could because he just enjoyed it. Like he loved doing it. Um, so it's just an interesting take on crunch, is, I guess. Yeah. That is a good point. I, I did find before I had decided that this was going to be like my job, I worked on this game way more. Like it, like late at night over the weekends, I would spend way more time on this because it was a side project and it felt like, oh, this is I'm doing this for fun. This is a hobby. Um, at a certain point, after Noah joined, I, we decided that like this is this is actually a thing and getting funding was really helpful for that as well. And like this was. A job now i need to make sure to treat it like a job and do not work on it on weekends do not work on it after 6 p.m like just and and i haven't always like been super strict on that but just like as a general rule work on it during work hours it's a job excuse me so do you how much time uh do you sort of spend playing games when you're not making your own game uh, yeah, I try to make sure I'm playing a lot of, uh, spending a lot of time playing games. Like, I've found plenty of time to play all, all of the Souls games I've played. Uh, <laughs> and I've played plenty of Resident Evil games as well, and all of that. So, that, yeah, that helps. So... Yeah, you get a lot of... Uh, for me, it helps me... Uh, playing a lot of games helps me interpret them and uh, design rules and methods and uh, ideas that can come from that help you make a better game. Not anything, not anything directly. But it doesn't even need to be the same genre, right? Like you're getting ideas from Dark Souls to apply to our cute little puzzle platformer. It's not the same, but still applicable design. Yeah, because it's one of those things where um, some some people just sort of said that you know after spending ten hours or whatever hours a day or a week, you know, making a game, the last thing that they want to do is play a game. They just kind of want to cook or whatever or go for a run or whatever. I don't tend to play yeah. a lot of games in the same genre as the game that I'm making. What uh, what are you playing time. at the moment? I mean, I've recently picked up Dota 2 again. I've <laughs> 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 played a bit of that. Uh, yeah, it's... I mean, I, like, if I'm playing... I don't know. I, maybe I don't actually play that many video games. <laughs> I do also like to, you know, garden and stuff like that as well. It's It's not like it's my only hobby. I like to take yeah. uh, photos of, uh, would you believe it, spiders and bugs in my backyard, uh, and I do some embroidery as well when I feel like it, <laughs> less structured. Yeah. What's your, uh, if you had to have a favourite bug, what would it be? Oh, don't make me ask, don't make me think about that. <laughs> not, I mean... Not the children. <laughs> um, ju- jumping spiders are amazing, they love to pose you know, they look at you, they sit still, but then also move a lot, which really they makes always it... always look at the camera. They, yeah, love they it. love to look at the camera because they've got big eyes and they're just focusing on everything. Um, but pretty much anything that sits still is a really good model. Uh, 
which is another reason why <laughs> jumping spiders are hard because they're hard to spot and they're always moving unless they're hungered down for the evening in which case they're hard to see again because they're hidden um but yeah uh, spiders are great because they normally you know the ones you find are sitting still in a web uh, at least orb weavers are um and so as long as it's not too windy you can take really good really focused pictures um but yeah i've taken some great pictures of like stink beetles stink bugs uh yeah do you um do you have any like do you post them online or anything like that can i probably should <laughs> i've got a bunch of great ones on the instagram channel uh, yeah of just bug pictures in my backyard yeah that's it just uh I instagram page I don't have instagram, noah's backyard but... there you go i'll probably get around to that it's just infrequent posts because you know it's not every day that i'm like i'm gonna go take some pictures but then when i do it's like there's a bug there's a bug there's a bug i did it yesterday so that's why i'm thinking about it if you really look there's bugs everywhere everywhere so all right back on so back on to to uh webbed um i yeah so you mentioned earlier that there's a little twitch and i took that twitch um the itch um prototype that's on online what um the i guess the feedback from that you sort of mentioned how it sort of turned into the into the actual um prototype itself with the the just cause but was there ever any any other ideas that you had that maybe you wanted to turn into a game because you said that you had the vampire one um before you settled on on webbed well i mean that was a different path but for like for webbed specifically first there were quite a few directions it could have taken it in um one thing that often gets suggested is uh like a survival game where like the goal is to build webs to catch bugs to eat bugs to have energy to build more webs maybe you lay eggs and stuff like you could definitely flesh that out into a full game with a a lot of the same mechanics as this you could even then go on and with those mechanics tell a story of you have to travel somewhere and you just need to keep an eye on collecting food and yeah but that's just not the story we wanted to tell not the feeling we wanted to have yeah we wanted to focus on something a little more like curated i guess is like and actually because survival games you often have that problem of it's just kind of everything if everything's procedurally generated something to be able to have like a big open world to explore it it's um it can get stale quite easily yeah like a lot of work i feel Um, like they can become a bit of a slog as well um you know having to you know make webs and then catch um flies and stuff to eat i think after a while it's just sort of like just becomes a chore. It could certainly be yeah. fun. Yeah. Like you could you could add all, all sorts of bugs that you'd need different strategies to catch, but that would end up being a lot more work than yeah. a platformer. It and trying to would not have gotten out in this lunchtime. Yes. Trying to make it uh designed so it's it's fun and refreshing and also is it does it like trying to avoid as much as you can making it feel like a chore is just it's a problem I don't want to solve. Uh <laughs> but I would try if we needed to. Um, but it's just, it's easier and uh, as Riley said, a bit more curated or like uh, trimming out bits that we think would easily bloat into something that's just not fun by just making it, you know, you can catch flies if you want, but we can also make friends with every other bug. And to be clear, if you catch all the flies, you do get a really cool hat. So oh, okay. there is a reason to catch all the flies. I think I've got but 
seven at the moment, eight. Seven flies? Yeah. Okay. I think there's about 40 or 42 oh, in the wow. game. It's 42 pollen. I think there's four. even more flies. Yeah, it's 40 flies. 40 flies. No, it's 40. Because you're going to get 40 baby 40 spiders. spiders. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's 50 flies. Maybe it's 48. I don't, I don't know. remember. It's, it's at least 40 flies yeah. in the game. There's a fair few. Some of them are quite well hidden. Just... Just back onto landfall again. Um, so if that hadn't have gone down, would you have considered like maybe a Kickstarter, maybe a sort of any sort of crowdfunding, or, were you, or or do you think that you had enough uh, in the bank sort of to see uh, development? No, I think if we hadn't um, gotten funding as early as we did, we probably would have worked a little bit further to make more of a fleshed out like vertical slice prototype, and I I would have been pitching it to publishers. Um, I'm glad that didn't have to happen because now we get to self-publish the game, um, which is like, yeah, really good for just having that ability in future for future games as well. Um, There's still that echo of the attempted vertical slice that we were building and preparing because all of the <laughs> B levels have, are called B demo number. <laughs> so that's um. It's very. It sounds rare that you would be given funding for something, but you're still self-publishing. Um, yeah. Like it's... in my head, I'm thinking, what's the catch? Like revenue share. There are. <laughs> yeah, re I mean revenue share. Like there are a few. Uh, there are a few funding. Uh, there are a few organizations that do funding for specifically quite small indie games that do just they fund the development and they're just trying to give back to like the indie community and get more studios producing cool stuff because it's it's a it's a pretty collaborative industry i think yeah and they, yeah revenue share <laughs> they, they do get a piece of the pie at the end so it's it's a win-win with uh the, yeah so now you've been doing it for a, a few years now are you still enjoying it because you, you're sort of um you know you, i guess you're quite both quite new to it you, you would say like you're still quite young into your dev careers but you know based on what you've uh, done with webbed and stuff is this something that you want to take further definitely um i think also the, the it's not you know it's not the lack of burnout which i don't think burnout yet but releasing a game does have weight to it um but reducing that uh crunch means reducing or eliminating that crunch really helps with keeping us loving the, the the job uh which that's that's what which like that's what i'm trying to do in not letting myself work on weekends and all that i'm making sure that i still enjoy this when i come back to it on monday i i just want to make stuff really like and, and before this i was making corporate sort of stuff in an office and it's a little bit draining of like get like it sucks out your creative energy without actually making anything that you enjoy with it and i don't want to go back to that so i don't know if if i fail at game development in the future maybe i'll become a farmer or something fair enough um the you mentioned uh when i was speaking to you about setting this up is that i don't know how much you can sort of share on this but that Bug games might be doing a little bit of a once web does release that uh, becoming an actual proper, fully serious company, or, or to that sort of degree? Uh, not to that degree. Um, yeah, but at at the moment, like the the main thing which I'm going to be changing soon is um, like 
the Spug Games Twitter account is my Twitter account, which, like, at first it was just me working on games, and that was just the name I used to make games, but it's kind of grown a little beyond that at this point, and I want to be able to keep it growing like that and have more people working on games with me, so I'm changing that to be, like, Spug Games as a brand rather than just the name for me making games. So I hear you say that name. Am I saying it incorrectly when I just go S bug? <laughs> uh, it's fine either way. I, I say spug. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> that never it's occurred. a made up word. It's, it, it, um, so originally it was my just online handle, which was satanic bug, wow. uh, which I came up with when I was a child um, and had been using online <laughs> for a long time. Um, until one day I found, I saw another, like there was a YouTube channel that had the exact same name as me, Satanic Bug. And it was a 14 year old Russian kid doing Minecraft, uh, let's plays. And I, I just felt like maybe I've grown out of that specifically. <laughs> so I just, I just shortened it, made it more of a made up word. Um, and, and I think it, it, it sounds better this way. Yeah. But S bug spug. It's it's just a it's just a word. With uh, just t- touching back on the um, the industry itself uh, and more specific, um, about Australia, how do you find because the industry? Uh, we recently got that news where that um, there's going to be I don't know if it's greater access to funding, but for bigger for larger companies, um, it's going to be more more of an attractive place to develop. Yeah, I think that's um, only for companies that have five hundred thousand dollars in expenses. Yeah, is that yeah it? it's 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 for big. It's a it's a big minimum bound there. Yeah. To... So for like yourselves, what um at a na- at a national federal level, how do you, how how have you found the support? Um, I don't know of any support at a national level for studios of our size. I, I don't think there is any. No. I think Melbourne's got good arts funding for that sort of thing, but we don't have quite the same in Queensland. But maybe it can grow more with this new national support. Who knows? Yeah, maybe if more yeah if more bigger companies come to Australia, it it might uh, grow the industry as a whole and be useful to all scales. But we'll yeah, see. so right. so that was going to be my question to you: is, is it do you think even though it kind of doesn't really um, benefit you, you that much do you think that maybe eventually you'll you'll be able to like you know ride the coattails kind of to speak and you know it'll it'll hopefully um let the the people in canberra know that you know video games is a serious business and it's a serious asset to the economy um and we, you know perhaps that they should start supporting smaller dev teams a bit more so i guess that's um even though it's a bit disappointing that it doesn't directly uh, benefit teams like yourselves um hopefully there's there's that sort of knock-on effect uh yeah down, i certainly hope so down the track um because yeah victoria's got some some great uh funding options in that here and it's i'm surprised that no other the, the other states haven't really jumped on board as much um it's down to a very few few individuals like it, it it's film vic has a really good program for funding game development in victoria but it's like 
it's not that like Film Victoria isn't that big of an organization and Screen Queensland is smaller um, it, it it takes somebody at Screen Queensland to like decide to actually actively promote like dealing with the with with video games and it's just Press is not there right now. Happened that much? Yeah. There's been some, but it's been loose, yeah, and I think yeah, it might have. They might have done something about worsening their terms recently. I don't know for sure. Brendan could tell you more about that. <laughs> yeah, talk Keogh. to Brendan Keogh if yeah. you if you want to know about the state of the industry. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, would love to see more, and maybe with uh, Webbed and some other Brisbane games coming out, we can. It's like, hey, we're actually worth funding. Just give us a shot. <laughs> Yeah, because we we spoke to for this segment, um, we actually spoke to Five Lives Studio who did oh, Windbound, yeah. uh, you know, and they got a you know that they were published by Deep Silver. I'm pretty sure it was. So you know, like that's a pretty big deal, you know, for a Queensland sort of smaller Queensland team to be, you know, for a large publisher. So yeah, there's certainly potential. Um, and each year, it, we we hear that the industry is growing. So hopefully, it's a, it's just a matter of time. Would like to that to but, be the case. Oh no, it's not. It's not really. But but so, the, um, in regards to the future for yourselves, with web launching in uh, September nine, maybe a little cheeky port on the way after that. What uh, what do you see yourselves doing in the you know in the future? Is uh, Noah are you and Riley going to work together on on more stuff? Or are you going to work on your walking uh, simulator? I, hope so. I mean, that's a side project. Um, but the hoping to work together, yeah, because it really comes down to. Uh, funding really like it, either web to makes enough that we can cover that sort of thing or we can scrape to get together enough to do another prototype and maybe get funding again but getting struck by lightning twice is not likely <laughs> uh, yeah I, I guess the next step is just figuring out uh, another project that excites us both and that we can work on together just yeah my plan is to just uh uh, my, my plan is to after this uh learn how to use unreal engine um i want to move into some 3d stuff and just figure out just learn more game development skills yeah i've been learning while. blender with that walking sim project so that's that's me that's my side of trying to i've always worked in 3d before webbed but trying to get more strengths in working in 3d yeah nice so no, I see in the background you've got a you got a curtain up. I want to ask: Is there a is it's, there a, a whiteboard it's with a, a whole bunch of ideas? It's a mirror, it's so you can't game? see my bed or my computer. Uh, <laughs> but I've got a whiteboard up there, so I can see it, uh, which hasn't been updated in ages. I've got a corkboard as well with every single paper plan of all of the levels in. Uh, nice. West. That's cool. Um, I could take some pictures if you wanted to post them in the article or something. Yeah, for sure, um, that'd be good. They'd, they'd have to be broken up because they're just, it's just pieces of this <laughs> notebook <laughs> that I've torn taped up together. and That's yeah, like taped together. A meter long. So. Yeah, they're long. <laughs> um, <laughs> but actually, nice. so it's kind of like a bit of a puzzle. Uh, sort of, yeah, but uh, you build it yeah. piece by piece. This is the. There's your next project. You can do like a. The paper plan puzzle. for the ants section. Oh, okay. Right. Um, the initial paper plan. The initial Actually, paper plan. It got. Uh, this That'll is old, but it got updated. <laughs> it was super handy for when I was trying to remember what number each room was. I just look at the, the paper plan and then it's like, there's the number. 
Do you do you have um have you been spitballing any any ideas for the next project? Like, do you have or or all eight legs and how many eyes jumping spiders have all on uh, all on webbed at the moment? Have I yet? Um, the only thing going around in my head is I want to add golf course to webbed. <laughs> Uh, which I don't think would be too hard, but it's a bit more of a stretch thing right now, purely because there's a fair few Brisbane small projects going about right now that are golf-based games. All right, so picture to me. How how does web golf work? Well, you can already knock around objects lasers. with your lasers, and so it's just about knocking about a golf ball to get it into a golf ball a golf hole. So you can uh, use your lasers. You can have a flag. You can use your lasers, yeah. I'd uh, Maybe there's... a, a a sand trap or something. I don't know. It's There's super loose ideas. Obstacles in the way that you'd need to use your webs to move. Mm. Rig up a windmill. I'm uh, I'm down. Uh, I'm playing a <laughs> uh, a post-apocalyptic golf game at the moment. So you know, more different types golf is of big now. Golf games, yeah. Um, I'm down for it. Very cool. The all right. Um, one other question I did have for you before we start to um, wrap it up is there anything that you wish you would have added to webbed at all or or are you happy with with what you've what you've got like looking looking back on it you know at almost released you go oh i wish we'd added this or i had a list of those things but most of them we've either added or i've decided at some point is like eh, not that important like there's there's little things that I'd like to add, um, uh, maybe like a, and there's also some one one big idea we had quite early on was like, uh, challenge mode where there'd be like a oh, harder yeah. version of all the I levels, that. the um, dark web. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. Cool. Like that. You'd be yeah. you'd be able like once you clear an area, you'd be able to find like a funnel web um, portal that takes you to a dark mm. version of the world that is all. Basically, Celeste's B-Sides. Um, yeah, it was exactly just Celeste's B-Sides. Celeste's big influence. Our design philosophies didn't go towards challenging levels, so trying to design challenging levels would be learning the whole process again. So, uh, who knows? But, yeah, it's just... That was basically, what if you made a second game, uh, but it was hard this time? <laughs> <laughs> and also yeah. came inside the previous game. It's like, that's not what we did hey who knows yeah who knows we might <laughs> challenge mode dlc it's not it's probably not gonna happen don't, don't oh, big big scoop there mm. <laughs> <laughs> um but that's, like that does sound pretty cool because like i said to you um before we we started i've died a lot um just from you know learning the swingingness so um it does and this is like a, a good way but it does take away that pressure um of you know having to get it right and um because you know you just if you just die you can just go back and and do it again but i think that's that that works um for the kind of game that you've got i think if you were punished and being sent back to the start or you know you you only had three lives or whatever you know that might not be quite as fun so yeah i I think you've got a a good balance of um of everything there um i didn't actually ask this at the start i'm getting the vibe that noah you're into spiders. I am very into spiders. I've got two whole books of spiders. This is the first one I got, which is Queensland, uh, Southeast Queensland spiders. This is Australian spiders. Uh, and I bought myself a macro lens for spider photography. 
this all sort of started it was a while ago and maybe still continuing making a game where eight one to eight players all work together to control a single spider using the individual legs uh sort of yeah um and a bit a bit voltron a bit quop um so that was uh like when i was making that i was like starting to actually think a lot about spiders and it was like wow these things are so cool uh so <laughs> nice riley are you a spider fan oh yeah um I mean, I didn't used to be as much of a Spider fan as I am now. Web has like, definitely changed after, that. After making this. For me as well. Yeah. I, I, I'm, like, used to be super freaked out if I saw a Huntsman or something. Because, I mean, you know, size of your hand, they move, like, a, super fast. But, no, it's just that they're just animals. They're not actually harmful. They move fast. But that's, like, lots of things move fast that are still cute. Yeah. I, li- I like spiders a lot more now. Yeah, it was, uh, I'm not. I'm definitely not scared of them, but I avoid them if I. Uh, you just got to respect their space. Yeah, like uh, you know, redbacks and stuff that we get here. You know, there. Well, there is. Yeah, definitely don't mess with. Yeah, redbacks. don't mess with them. <laughs> um, nice. Well, I think uh, I think that's uh, all we've got time for. Um, okay. It's been a very very lovely chatting to you both. Uh, where can we find both of you on whichever platforms you want to share? Give a give us a cheeky plug. Um, you can find Spug Games at Spug Games on Twitter. Um, you can find me at Riley P Neville. Uh, you can find me at Noah L Seymour. Couldn't get the, the without the L. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And on itch.io under the same thing, itch.io slash Noah L. Seymour. I think it's the same everywhere, actually. So. (laughs) (laughs) Noah L. Seymour everywhere. Yeah. And you can get webbed on Steam and GOG or Humble. Yeah. And it's coming out. September the 9th. September 9th. Amazing. Um, Awesome. Thanks for chatting with us. Uh, I look forward to playing more of webbed. and uh, in the lead up to the the release, uh, thanks for chatting with us again. Um, best of luck with the rest of the development, and I'm sure I'll speak to both of you at some point to see what's next for Spug Games. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. All yeah. right, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, check out all the links and Twitter Twitters there if you want to follow more of their development journeys. But we will see you next time on Aiden Australia.